Today's broadcast was recorded on Sunday, April 26, 2020. Good morning, church family. I just want to welcome you to our morning service today, and I have a few announcements that I would like to share with you, some updates. I don't know if you as a church family can remember Timothy. I, I sure hope that you do. Uh, he is a dear friend and brother of mine. He moved away uh, back in December, I believe, to go down to Arizona. He had a cancer report with lung cancer, and I just heard from him a couple of days ago, and he gave me a very good report and sent me this picture yesterday that as of now, he is cancer-free and he is doing very well, and he just wants to say thank you so much for the prayers. He loves you guys very much, and so please continue to pray for Timothy. Also, a very important update that we have on Pastor Tom in June. Many of you got the news about his accident that he had on Friday. He was taken up to Harborview for some very bad uh, burns uh, to his face and chest and his arm and hand. And uh, they just are thankful for the prayers of God's people, thankful for God's healing touch. And we expect to hear a report from them sometime uh, on an update. He is home as of yesterday. And they just ask that you would continue to pray for them and just believe God and trust for a complete healing and recovery. Another prayer need that we have is I just wanted to lift up Ron and Rosie. Uh, just came to my attention yesterday on Saturday that was the one year anniversary when they had to lay their granddaughter Gracie to rest into the arms of Jesus. And so let's just pray for God's comfort and his love to surround their hearts and just to bring healing uh, in that home. Also, I'd like us to pray for David and Norma. David's brother Daniel is in California. He's in the hospital facing some uh, complications, and it's quite difficult to be away one from another. And so I would like for us to pray for Daniel, David's brother. Also, of course, Don and Cheryl. Uh, they are still having some health issues that they are facing. And uh, let's just continue to pray for them as a church as well, that God would bring healing and strength and encouragement uh, and then another one that we have to pray for is Linda. Uh, not yesterday, but a week ago yesterday, I believe, she fell down and she broke a bone in her wrist. And so she's in a cast right now in her right hand and just struggling. Uh, she is doing well. Her spirits are up, but she does miss you as a family. And then also Debbie Pena, another one of our longtime church members. She was in the hospital here just this last Sunday and is out right now. She has just been having different complications in her body as well. And so I would like for us to uh, lift up these people in prayer and uh, thank God uh, for the work that he's done in Pastor Tom and bringing them home and just to bring that healing process through in Jesus' name. So let's pray together right now, church. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. Thank you uh, for what you have done, Lord, in Tom's life. And God, we just pray for your continued healing in his body. Father, we pray for that skin uh, all over his body, Lord, from the top of his head to his chest, his arm, his hand, Lord, that you would speed the recovery process in Jesus' name. Father, right now we lift up uh, David and Norma, David's brother Daniel. God, we ask for your healing touch in his body in Jesus' name. Right now, Lord, as he's in California, we ask that you would minister to the family Give them strength. May they sense the mighty presence of God in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for Don and Cheryl Fellow as well, and we ask God for healing in their home and their lives, Lord. We pray for your angel to encamp around about their home and to deliver them in Jesus' mighty name. We pray for encouragement and your faith just to be strengthened in their hearts in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for Linda 
And also we pray for Debbie. Lord, we ask for your healing touch in their bodies in Jesus' name. Minister to them, strengthen them, encourage them. And Father, we thank you for the work that you've done in Timothy as well in Arizona. And Lord, we just pray that you would continue the great work that you are doing in his life in Jesus' name. Amen. And also, I forgot, Ron and Rosie. Lord, we pray for Ron and Rosie. Lord, we ask that you would reach into their hearts and just bring strength. I pray for new joy, new life, Lord. Lord, I just pray for an assurance and just a great peace to come into their hearts that someday they will see their granddaughter again. I pray for the for the for Bethany and for her husband as well that you would just bring comfort to them as well and just uh, surround that family with your love in Jesus name. Amen. Well, once again, thank you so much for gathering together with us, church family. I have a message that I would like to share with you that God has laid upon my heart. It is found uh, uh, the primary, the title for the message this morning is The Blessings of God's Holy Spirit. The Blessing of God's Holy Spirit. You know, I've just been spending time in prayer uh, most all day Saturday, a good part of Saturday, I should say, and into the evening, and just appreciating the great blessing of what God's Holy Spirit, of what He does in our life. Dean Elders has been doing some great teachings on our uh, internet site as well, on Facebook, on YouTube as well, teaching on the Holy Spirit. And as I was spending time in prayer, just talking to the Lord, singing songs, praying in that heavenly prayer language, I sense the Spirit of God, the life of God, just bringing encouragement and strength and And I felt led to encourage you with that, that you know what? God has wonderful things that he wants to bring into your life that in spite of us not meeting together, he wants you to exercise that gift that he has given you and his Holy Spirit just to commune with him, to talk with him, to sing songs of praise and worship and just minister to the Lord and allow his Holy Spirit to reach into your heart, into your home, and just to bring the encouragement and strength that you need. I have some scriptures that I would like to share with you regarding this. Is uh, Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 through 17. Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 through 17. And then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased." You know, Jesus, when he was baptized in that river Jordan, we have uh, just a tangible evidence where the writer says that they saw the Holy Spirit descending in the form like a dove and resting upon Jesus. And Jesus came to purchase our redemption. But after you've been redeemed and after you've been saved, he comes to seal you with his Holy Spirit and he wants to fill you. He wants to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. He wants to empower you and just to bring blessings in your life by the living Spirit of God. God's Spirit is tangible. You know, we live so much in the, in the here and the now and what we can see, what we can hear, what we can touch. But you know what? God's Spirit goes so much deeper 
than anything that you can see, hear, touch, taste, or feel. I mean, God's Spirit can go into your inner man. Jesus, in John chapter 7, John chapter 7, verse 37, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and he cried out. I want you to hear that again. Jesus stood and he cried out. He was passionate about this. This wasn't a whisper. He was getting the attention of all those around him. And what did Jesus cry out? He cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Jesus was passionate about that. He came to bring salvation to you and I. We just celebrated Resurrection Day, the cross uh, where he suffered and died for you and I when he was buried. And on the third day, he rose again victorious. And you know what? When he ascended to heaven, the heaven, our heavenly father accepted his sacrifice. And one of the primary evidences that we have that the father accepted his sacrifice was his resurrection. And then secondly, when he poured out his Holy Spirit upon his church, and he is still doing the very same thing today. Jesus said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. Are you thirsty for God? Have you found yourself that this world, it, it doesn't satisfy. It offers so much, but it's empty promises. Oh, it may bring temporary pleasure, temporary satisfaction, but Jesus knows that this world is thirsty. This world is hungry and looking for something. And Jesus gave out the invitation, if anyone thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He who believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. You know, that picture of a river of, a river of living water is a picture of life. Uh, rivers bring life wherever they go. And Jesus wants to bring the very source of life into your very innermost being, the depths of who you are. Well, how do you receive that river of living water? How do you receive the Holy Spirit? Well, first, you have to come to Jesus and drink. Well, how do you drink? You believe the word of God. You believe his promises that are yes and amen. Jesus said, ask, seek, and knock. If we, being evil, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will our Heavenly Father give His Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? I just want to encourage you, ask the Lord right now to say, Oh God, I pray that you would fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit. Oh God, I pray right now for everybody who's listening, everybody who's watching. Lord, I don't care if they're driving their car, if they're alone in their home or with their family. Oh, Jesus, I just pray for a fresh anointing of your spirit. Lord, if there is barrenness, if they are going through a wilderness dry experience right now, I pray for the power of God to fill their hearts. And Lord, as they come to you, Jesus, and drink, how can they do that? As they believe in you and your goodness. 
I pray that they would experience those rivers of living water springing up unto everlasting life in Jesus' name. Believe it, church. Jesus, he has a blessing for you, the blessing of his Holy Spirit. I want to turn to the next passage of scripture in the Gospel of John. John chapter 14, verse 15. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. Old King James says he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Jesus said that he would pray to the Father to send another comforter, another helper. I'm not a Greek scholar. I won't pretend to be. I've heard other messages, read some books on this. But when Jesus described this and said, I'm going to pray to the Father to send another helper, another comforter, that word for another is the word that would say another of the same kind, that he was telling his disciples that in the very same, the same thing that he had been to his disciples, he was going to send the Holy Spirit to be just like he was to them. And we have the same opportunity. You may think, boy, I sure wish I could have lived in the days of Jesus. I mean, who wouldn't want to have lived then to see the, the multitudes being fed? to see him walk on water, to see him raise Lazarus from the dead. (laughs) Wow, that would be so amazing. You know what, church? We have a much more amazing opportunity right now when we can receive his Holy Spirit. And he says, you know what? He will be just as if Jesus were right with us. Do you need counsel? Do you need help? Do you need an advocate? Do you need somebody to fight with you and for you? Do you need somebody to stand alongside of you when you feel like you're all alone? Oh, my friend, God, the Holy Spirit, he loves you. He wants to bring comfort, strength, help in the time of need. He is mighty in battle and he will fight your battles for you in Jesus name. Jesus said this. He would pray to the father to give another helper that he would abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you see him, but you know him for you, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Hallelujah. God, the Holy Spirit, he will not abandon us. He will abide with us forever. He is the spirit of truth. What is the second blessing that we receive from the Lord? The first one that we receive from him is those rivers of living water. The second is that just as if Jesus were your personal counselor, friend, advocate, God, the Holy Spirit, he lives inside of you. That if you're a born again Christian, born by the Spirit of God, he is your advocate and he will be everything to you that Jesus was to the, to the disciples and so much more. That's good news. Why? Because if you're cooped up in home right now and you can't get out and about, you can't get to be with the family of God, you know what? You have God's Holy Spirit. Don't minimize what he can do in your home, in your life, in Jesus' name. Let's turn to the next scripture here. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. What else is another uh, blessing of God's Holy Spirit? It says this, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Hallelujah. Do you need to feel the love of God, to sense the love of God? You know what? It's not a mental exercise where you simply try to believe. 
No, it's a gift of God's Holy Spirit, a gift of faith, where God pours out his love in a tangible way. I just want to pray for you right now, uh, even in the middle of this message. Father, I pray that you would send your Holy Spirit right now, Lord, into every home, family, every individual. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would lavish the love of God on every heart. Lord, from the hardest heart to the most broken heart, I pray for the overwhelming love of God just to surround them in Jesus' name. What a blessing to feel and to know and to live in the love of God. Paul the Apostle experienced that when he wrote in Romans chapter 8, what can separate us from the love of Christ? Neither death nor life, famine, principalities or powers, not the future things to come, nothing can separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God, by his Holy Spirit, he wants to bring an assurance into your heart that you know what? God loves you. Yes, he loves this whole world. Yes, he longs to see people saved. But you know what? You, whoever's listening, you need to receive God's love that Jesus, you love me. Thank you so much for that blessing. What is the fourth blessing that the Holy Spirit brings into our life? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 through 10. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. You know what? The internet, Google, doesn't matter. It can do a deep search on the internet, but nothing is as wonderful as the Holy Spirit of God. Why? Because he knows the mind of God. He has the mind of God, and he can search the deep things of God, reveal them to you, but also he can reveal things of the future to you. What a blessing it is that even though as far as this world's concerned or many believers, they have no no guess as far as what God has prepared in the future But you know what? When you spend time with God's Holy Spirit, he begins to enlighten the eyes of your understanding. He begins to renew your mind. He prepares your heart to receive spiritual truth that he shows you things to come that are so wonderful. And when he shows you those things and he reveals those things to you, you know what? It is like it's the best treasure in the whole world that no money can buy. What a blessing of God's Holy Spirit that he reveals things to come. What else does the Holy Spirit do? I need to to caution you here. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14 says, The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. You know what? The natural man, the natural man is the one who's not born again yet. If all of this is foreign to you, I want to tell you again, it's not a mental exercise. Jesus said, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus says, well, how can a man be born when he is old? Does he enter into his mother's womb to be born a second time? Jesus, no, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. When you repent of your sins and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, when you ask him to come into your heart, the Holy Spirit, he regenerates you. He brings you back to life. You see, the Bible says in Ephesians 2 that we were dead in our sins and trespasses, 
but we have been quickened or been brought to life by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. When you're born again by the Spirit of God, that's the starting place, my friend. You must be born again. And if you have prayed that prayer, well, let's go back to step one. Jesus said, are you thirsty? Come unto Jesus and drink. And how do you drink of those rivers of living water? You begin to read the word of God, meditate upon the word of God. You feed your spirit on the word of God and you believe the promises of God. And then you reach out to him and say, Lord, if you're struggling right now in your walk of faith, it's okay at times to say, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. I seem to remember somebody prayed that prayer in the Bible and Jesus honored even that prayer, my friend. He loves you. And so you pray, oh God, would you just help my faith to grow stronger in you? Not faith in myself, but oh God, I just want to receive your precious promises that Jesus, you love me. Lord, I want to receive the spirit of God into my heart, Lord. I don't want to live in the natural man with my natural mind, with what I can understand, what I can see, hear, and know. Lord, I want my mind to be renewed by the word of God, that Lord, that I would begin to see the wonderful plans that you have for me and for all those around, Lord, in Jesus' name. What is another blessing that God's Holy Spirit has for us? First Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14, it says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Paul the Apostle closes out the book of 2 Corinthians, a wonderful verse. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. It begins by grace, my friend. God's love reaching into your heart by the power of his spirit. Paul prays that the Corinthian church would experience the communion of the Holy Spirit. I don't have time this morning. We'll, we will be getting into this here in the future. But you and your homes, you have time. I want to encourage you to have communion with the Holy Spirit, fellowship, relationship with him, talk with him, then be quiet and listen to him, sing songs to him, spend time and make room for God in your life. We have so many distractions in this world. I know it's a little bit of a paradox here. I'm preaching to a camera and we're on Facebook and YouTube and all this stuff. And and I'm about ready to encourage you that, you know what? Turn it all off sometimes. Turn off all the media, everything. Just get alone. And I don't care if you have to get in your car, go in the woods, go for a walk. Spend time with God. Pour out your heart to him. If you've been baptized in in his Holy Spirit and you have that prayer language that he's given to you, exercise that gift. Use that gift. Pour out your heart to him. If you have yet to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, spend time with the Lord and ask the Lord to baptize you, to fill you with his spirit. And you know what? You very well may be surprised. He doesn't have to do it in a church building. He can do it right where you are at right now. If you're listening to me, or if you go off on your own and you pray, just earnestly seek after him. Spend time. But I want to tell you, don't earnestly seek after him in an agony of of unbelief. No, spend time seeking him saying, you're a good heavenly father. And Lord, if I know how to give good gifts to my children, how much more will you give your Holy Spirit to those who ask? And so Lord, right now, 
I just ask for your Holy Spirit. Oh God, you are amazing. Oh Lord, right now, I just pray for those listening or watching. I pray God for a fresh filling. Lord, I pray for sweet communion with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that each and every person that's listening or watching would just experience close fellowship with you. Lord, you're not always in the thunder, the wind, the earthquake, the storms. Lord, you can be, you can be seen and, and heard in that still small voice. I pray, Lord, that there would come an assurance that your spirit would bear witness with the children of God, with their spirit, that they are your children. Lord, let there come forth a cry in their heart saying, Abba, Father, you are my Father in Jesus' name. What a blessing to have communion with the Holy Spirit. Just reach out to him right now, church. Reach out to him. Oh, Lord, I just pray, God, pour out your Spirit right now. Jesus, you said in the last days, you would pour out your Spirit upon all flesh. Lord, this is a tangible experience, but not just an experience. It is a tangible, abiding presence of God in Jesus' name. Amen. What is another blessing that we experience uh, through God's Holy Spirit? Ephesians 2.18, for through him, through Jesus, that is, we both, Jews and Gentiles, we have access by one Spirit to the Father. For through Jesus, we both, Jews, Gentiles, red and yellow, black and white, we all have access by one Spirit to the Father because of what Jesus has done. That's why I want to encourage some of you. I don't want to, I'm not encouraging you to turn off your mind, your brain. No, serving the Lord is not about checking out your brain and, and not using your brain to think. No, the Bible says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul and all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. But I'm also encouraging you just not to say, Lord, teach my spirit to commune with you, my innermost being, who I am as a person. If you are overly analytical, I just pray God for his grace that in your times of prayer that you'd be able to let go of that analytical mind and just begin to worship God Almighty to let go and just to lift up your hands and begin to worship him. Open up your mouth and begin to praise him and to sing songs to him. We have access to God by his spirit. That is wonderful. In the Old Testament, you could only approach God. He was, he was in the tabernacle, so to say. I will say I recognize the heaven of heavens cannot contain the Lord, but God made himself available where people could commune in the tabernacle and the temple. But here in this new dispensation, this new time period since Jesus' death and resurrection, the Bible says that you and I become the temple of God's Holy Spirit. He lives inside of you. Do you believe that? Jesus, he lives inside of you. Holy Spirit, Father, they take up residence inside of your heart. What is the condition of your home, the condition of your heart? If you say, oh, uh oh, uh, there's maybe some things in my home and my heart that I'm not so pleased with. Well, God knows all about it, my friend. And I just want to encourage you to give it to the Lord. All the irritations, the frustrations, give it to him to say, Lord, I want my home, my heart to be a place where you can dwell. 
in Jesus' name. What's another blessing? Well, we have access. Uh, The next blessing I want to speak on is Ephesians 3, verse 16, that God would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. God, by his spirit, will strengthen you in your inner man. I believe it's in 2 Corinthians, Paul the Apostle said, even though this outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. How is that inner man renewed? Again, you you need to commune with God's Holy Spirit. If this is new for you, please don't be discouraged. I'm thinking, boy, you you have me lost. I just, I feel so far from God. No, Uh, just like a babe in Christ, just like an infant grows and takes little steps, uh, you can grow in the Lord. And so God, by his spirit, as you spend time with him, as you reach out to him by faith and, and just believe and say, Lord, I receive strength in my inner man. God, by his spirit, will give you a courage. He will give you hope. He will give you peace and love and joy in your inner man. It will be a, something that money cannot buy, but it will be tangible, a tangible strength that will carry you through the difficult times. The last blessing that I would like to go through this morning is found in the book of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19 through 21. Paul is praying for the Ephesian church and he prays for them to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. God's love, it surpasses knowledge. It surpasses our understanding. It doesn't mean that it bypasses it. It, it begins uh, with hearing the gospel, reading God's word, storing it as treasure in your heart. But you know what? His love is so overwhelming that I believe it's kind of like what the book of John says, what John the Beloved said. You know what? That Jesus had done so many miracles that even if all of it was written, the whole world could not contain the books of the miracles of what Jesus has done every single day. The love of God, it surpasses knowledge. And he prays for them again that they would be filled with all the fullness of God. The last blessing I wanted to focus on this morning is God wants to fill you with his fullness. You know, I have a coffee cup over here on my table and it's, it's nearly empty. Some of you may be running on empty right now. You're weary, you're tired, you're broken. But you know what? Jesus came to give life, life more abundantly. He came to bring streams in the desert. He came, he said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. If, if your cup is empty, so to say, if you are thirsty, I have good news for you. You don't have to wait until we can gather together as the people of God in church buildings. No, reach out to him right now. The blessings of God's Holy Spirit. Number one, he brings rivers, a blessing into our innermost being. Secondly, he is a helper, an advocate, a friend. He is an ally. He comes to your defense and an aid. Thirdly, God's love is lavished in your heart. Not where you have to try to believe. I'm trying to believe that God loves me. No, it's a gift of his spirit, my friend. And I just pray for it once again. We'll pray at the end again. God, by his spirit, makes his love real into your heart. Fourthly, he reveals the future to you. 
his plans, his purposes. Uh, the new heaven, the new earth, where heaven is no longer just something that you're hoping for. That, you know what? It is a treasure to obtain. It is something that is so valuable that nothing in this world could take it from you. Uh, the next blessing, number five, sweet communion. That even if you feel like you're all alone, you're abandoned, uh, you have no friends, perhaps you're a widow or a widower, God by his spirit wants to have communion with you. He wants to, he's the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, and he just wants to meet with you right now, to have fellowship with you as you reach out to him in prayer. You have access to him, number six. Number seven, he strengthens you. And number eight, he fills you with all of his fullness. So many blessings. These are just the starting point of God's blessings. I believe our brother Dean Elders will be sharing a message here this Wednesday night, continuing on his series on the Holy Spirit. But I just felt led this morning to share a message as well with you about God's Spirit. Why did Jesus die? Why did he take our place upon that cross? Was it simply to get us to heaven? As great as that is, no. Jesus died in order to purchase your redemption. He died in order that he could have fellowship and relationship with you. That it's not some analytical, mental exercise of trying to believe the gospel. No, you you hear the gospel story and you believe it, you receive it, you repent of your sins, and then you receive all of God's promises. I want to close this time in prayer right now and just pray for an outpouring of God's spirit in your life. Would you reach out to him right now to to the Lord and say, uh, let's just pray together. Jesus, we thank you so much for what you have purchased for us. Lord, what a treasure your Holy Spirit is. We haven't even scratched the surface. I thank you though, that you are tangible, real. Lord, I understand the carnal man, the fleshly person, the one who's not born again. To them, perhaps most of this sounds like foolishness, but Lord, for those who are born again, for those who have received Jesus, Lord, these are the precious treasures of heaven. I pray right now that you would just pour out your spirit, bring encouragement, strength, and healing. I ask God that you would cause a hunger in our hearts to grow in our hearts for communion with the Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, that as we're in the privacy of our homes, our cars, or even off walking out in the woods, that we would begin to sing to you, that we would begin to reach out to you earnestly, not earnestly in unbelief, but earnestly in faith, knowing that if we know how to give good gifts to our children, oh, what great anticipation I have that, Lord, you desire to pour out your spirit and you are going to do so in a great and a mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen or watch today. I just pray that your week is blessed. Go in the name of the Lord. I pray for God's spirit to strengthen you, to fill you with all of his fullness. May you live in the love of God this week. In Jesus' name, God bless you.